0: So, this morning we are going to continue with our series, Lord Teach Us to Pray. Last week we explored the subject, the un- unanswered prayer, part one. Uh, today we continue with part two in the sermon entitled, Possible Reasons for Unanswered Prayer. Possible reasons. For unanswered prayer, so if you came with your Bible this morning, could you please turn with me to the book of Matthew and chapter seven The Gospel of Matthew chapter seven, we are going to read two verses verses seven to eight, and then we are also going to read first John chapter five verses fourteen to fifteen. So if you found Matthew chapter 7, could you please rise to your feet in honor of the reading of God's word? The New International Version says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. First John chapter 5, verses 14 to 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us pray. God, our eternal Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to delve into your word. Please prepare our hearts and open our understanding to receive the things of the Spirit and to hear and listen well to your word. Please may you drive this word to our hearts so that our prayer life we will be changed and transformed by the power of God. Help us to be a praying church. Give us a passion for prayer. And when our prayers are not answered, may we find grace to understand the reasons behind the unanswered prayers. And therefore, we commit this time in your hands and lead us and guide us by your Spirit, because we ask in Jesus' name, and somebody said, Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. One of the greatest benefits, accorded to every Christian, is the privilege of answered prayer. Even though sometimes our prayers have gone unanswered, many believers, including you and I, struggle with the thought, if God has promised to bear or to hear my prayers in his word, why then doesn't he answer them? Good question. However, in our quest for answers, let us be careful not to charge God with wrongdoing in thinking that God is unconcerned with our needs and petitions. For example, Job chapter 30, verses 19 to 20. In there, Job complains. To God, and now my life drains out as suffering seizes and grips me hard. This is from the message Bible: "Night knows at my bones, the pain never lets up. I am tied, hand and foot, my neck in a noose. I twist and turn, thrown face down in the muck. I am a muddy mess, inside and outside. I shout for help, God, and get nothing, no answer. I stand to face you in protest, and you give me a blank stare. Job's perception of God's faithfulness was clouded by his present difficult circumstances. And he ended up accusing God of forgetting him, and God rebuked him promptly. So, when life becomes tough and our prayers go unanswered, let us not begin to lampoon and lambast the character of God. Lampoon meaning publicly criticizing God by using ridicule and sarcasm. And lambast directly criticizing and attacking God's character and credibility. Also, Don't be quick to write off your unanswered prayers as God's will or reluctance. Use the scriptures to check the correct. Use the scriptures to check and correct your hindrances to your prayers if you can. And remember to take appropriate action. If you need to repent, please do. If you need to examine your heart and attitude in light of the word of God, please do. If you need to persevere in prayer and keep waiting on the Lord, why not? Go ahead and do just that. Today, we are going to look at four common reasons why some prayers may not be answered or why some prayers go unanswered. Last Sunday, we discussed the unanswered prayer part one. In there, we discovered that sometimes God would say no to your prayers because he wants to build, stretch your faith as well as enable your character to grow and to be strong. He wants to build some perseverance in there for you when he delays or denies your requests. But also he wants to show you sufficient grace. Because in him we live and move and have our being. And without him we can do absolutely nothing. For as the west and the east is removed from each other, so are our thoughts to God's. We can't even begin to comprehend God. is beyond our five senses. So there are so many reasons why God will not answer prayer. Some of it is mystery. But I'm going to deal with four reasons in this sermon why God would say no to prayer. Here's the first one. Failure to ask of God with confidence, faith, right motives, and without doubting. Failure to ask of God with confidence, faith, right motives, and without doubting. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be Opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? This is a promise. Beloved, there is nothing that reveals more about a believer than his or her prayer life. How we approach God and what we are willing to ask of him shows or reveals how we view God and how we perceive our relationship with him. Therefore, we must approach God with confidence as our Father, knowing that we will receive when we ask. When we seek, we will find, and when we knock, the door will be opened to us. This same confidence is very similar to how a child makes a request of their father. As a dad, I can't tell you how many times I give my children good gifts and almost everything they ask. Except for when they want to drive us to church and when they ask for a cookie right before dinner or bedtime. I have enough experience to know uh, that you don't give kids sugar right before bedtime or right before a meal. That is not good because that will keep you awake all night long. And then they will sleep in the morning and then you can sleep. So that will not work out for you and for your kid maybe. But also it's against the law to allow my son to drive us to church. He's six years old. He needs to learn how to drive. First of all, get a learner's license. Then I can teach him how to drive. And then I will trust him to drive us to church. (laughs) In the same manner, though God delights in giving his children good gifts, he will say no sometimes because of wrong timing and our lack of maturity. But that should not discourage us from praying, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose hearts. The biggest reason for unanswered prayers is simply the fact that we do not ask. We are children of God, and we have a relationship with Abba, Father, we can boldly come before him and ask of anything that you feel like. He's your dad. He's your father. He's a good God who loves to answer our prayers and give us good gifts. In order to receive from God, however, we must have faith. For without faith it's impossible to please God. We need to be consistent and not be wishy washy, constantly changing our minds. James chapter one verse six to eight admonishes us. Let them ask in faith without any doubting. For they who doubt are like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed around. Let those people not think they will receive anything from God. They are double-minded and unstable in all their ways. Beloved, faith is always a key component to prayer. During the time of Jesus' ministry on earth, we saw him commanding faith. He said to a woman at one time, I have not seen this kind of faith in Israel because that woman was a Gentile. And he said to another, your faith has healed you. Jesus held faith in high esteem. Yet there was a city where Jesus went and they did not have faith. He was so surprised because they were full of doubts. Therefore, he didn't do any miracles in that city, not one. Beloved, when we come to God in prayer, we have to believe that God actually will do the things he has promised and the things we are going to God to ask about. James chapter 4 verses 2 to 3 says, You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. The KJV would say lasts. James affirms that the most common problem in prayer is not only the failure to ask, but asking with wrong motives. When you talk to God in prayer, do you ask to satisfy your evil desires? Or do you seek approval from God for what you already plan to do anyway? Before praying for your petitions, examine your motivations and the condition of your heart. And allow God to change you and align your motives and the intents of your heart with his word. Which brings me to point two. One of the reasons why prayer may not be answered is our inability to meet the set preconditions to the promise of answered prayer. Our inability to meet the set preconditions to the promise of answered prayer. Throughout the Bible, there are promises that have been made to us. But before the Lord fulfills those promises, we have to first do what is required of us. Many people get confused when they feel the Lord has not answered their prayers according to his promise in the word. What they don't realize is that every promise written in the Bible comes with preconditions. You have a part to play and God has a part to play. So once you fulfill your conditions, your preconditions, God will be obligated to fulfill his part. Often believers read half the verse that seemingly promises answered prayer and often out of context. And become upset when their prayers go unanswered. Over and over again throughout the scriptures, God tells us what we must do to please him before we can receive what we want. For example, Psalm 37 verse 4. I've had lots of Christians that uh, pray this verse and call it back to God. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. You see, there is a condition attached to the promise. Underline the word delight. Yes, the Lord will give us the desires of our hearts, but first we must delight ourselves in the Lord. John chapter 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me, and line the word if, that is a conditional word. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you abide in Christ, and his word abides in you, You will ask for what you desire and it will be done for you. Let's just say Christ is not abiding in you and you're not abiding in Christ. You think God is going to respond to your prayer? Because you didn't fulfill the condition, God is not obligated to answer your prayer because that is conditional blessing. 1 John 3.22 And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Keeping God's commandments is a condition there and to do things that are pleasing to God. Before you ask him, Do you follow Christ? Do you abide in Christ? Do you keep his commandments? And do you do what is pleasing in his sight? Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you have to believe before you receive it. Before God can release it, you have to believe. So believing becomes a condition for that answered prayer. And finally, First John 5, 14-15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, underline the word, the phrase, according to, to his will. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. There, underline the phrase, ask anything according to his will that is a condition you can't just pray about anything you want it has to be in line with the revealed will of god which is the bible that's why jesus would not jump from the temple because god is going to hold him with his hands with his hands so he doesn't dash his foot against a stone. You can't just do those things because it's not the will of God. When we ask anything according to God's will, we can have assurance that those petitions are granted or will be granted. Which brings us to our third point. One of the reasons why God will not answer prayer is insincerity, And unconfessed sin. Being insincere in your prayer and unconfessed sin. Many of the prayers are offered more out of habit than necessity. While praying is a good habit to cultivate, just saying words to fulfill a sense of obligation or to be engaged in the ritual is not true praying. If our heart is not into our praying, the exercise of praying is going to be ineffective. If our prayers do not move us, they will not move God. James chapter 5, verse 6 says, The effective fervent Prayer of a righteous man avails much. That is the King James Version and the New King James Version. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The word fervent there in the Greek means powerful, energetic. It is not liturgic, apathetic, cold, lifeless praying with no vitality or power of the spirit whatsoever. It is not lukewarm, formal praying or praying in an ordinary customary way, but it is praying that is earnest, sincere, energetic, persevering, and led by the spirit. Now, let's deal with unconfessed sin. First Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Isaiah 59 verse 1 to 2 says, Beyond the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot serve, nor his ear heavy, That he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear your prayers. There is no doubt that sin will disrupt the flow of God's blessings and answers to prayer. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 66, verse 18 if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. And this was a man after God's own heart. He says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Now, the remedy for all sin is to confess it to God. Forsake it and ask him to forgive you. Our prayer that God will always, or should I say, one prayer that God will always answer is the prayer of genuine confession and repentance. First John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I read about a church prayer meeting where people were kneeling around the altar praying. Apparently, Brother John prayed the same prayer he always said to God. Lord, clean the cobwebs of sin out of my life. Oh Lord, clean the cobwebs of sin out of my life. A saintly man kneeling beside him had heard enough of that kind of prayer. And so he interrupted John and prayed, Oh God, don't do it. Kill the spider in John's life that is making the cobwebs. <laughs> we need more spider-killing prayers in our personal lives and in the life of the church. Here's my last point. Another reason for unanswered prayer is an unforgiving spirit and mistreating your spouse. I say that again. Another reason for unanswered prayer is an unforgiving spirit and mistreating your spouse. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 to 26. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. When we stand praying to receive answers to our prayers, we must first forgive anyone and everyone who has ever sinned against us. And that includes your boss. That includes your old neighbor. And everyone who cuts you while you're on the deer foot. You need to forgive them. I try to practice that every day. I don't even give them the evil look. I just continue on. Like, okay, we make mistakes. But sometimes it's annoying. If you don't cut yourself, you might find yourself saying or doing something you're not supposed to do or say. If you forgive people their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you do not forgive their sins, neither will your Father forgive your sins. That's heavy right there. That is found in Matthew 6, verses 14 to 15. Unforgiveness and unresolved conflict in marriage is one reason why many prayers are not answered. And herein is an area that is seldom addressed when talking about unanswered prayer. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. He says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. And that applies to both husbands and wives. So if husbands and wives do not get along, and in some cases do not communicate with each other, How do they expect to successfully communicate with God, whom they don't see? When you give your spouse a silent treatment, can you imagine if God did that to you? Every time you went to prayer, God gave you the silent treatment. That won't be productive so it is when you are unable to communicate with your spouse. It is a blessing to have a spouse with whom one can pray, sharing prayer burdens and concerns about family, the church, and community. Always strive to be in good harmony and peace as husband and wife, so that your prayers may not be hindered. How you do that, I'll leave that up to you and the Holy Spirit. But always strive to keep a good working or living relationship with your spouse. In conclusion, God has promised to answer prayer according to his marvelous grace. According to his infinite power and in keeping with his love and faithfulness. When prayers seem to be unanswered, we must first ask ourselves if we have met the conditions for answered prayer. Then we can continue to persevere in faith, waiting on the Lord for his promises to come to pass, In the fullness of time. In closing. In the words of the hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. By Joseph M. Scriven. 1855. He says. All our sins and griefs. To bear. What a privilege. To carry. Everything. To God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a Lord of care. Precious Savior. Steal our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise you or forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he will take and shield you. Thou wilt find solace there. powerful words to remind us that we can confidently come before Abba Father and take all our cares, all our anxieties, all our prayers before a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. And somebody said, let's pray. God, our eternal Father, we thank you that you are a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. And we can confidently come before you boldly because we know that we are your children and you are indeed our father. You care about each one of us. You care about our burdens, our anxieties, our cares of this world, and the prayers that we bring before you. You care about each one of us. Help us to receive that revelation of how much you love each one of us. That you sent your son Jesus to be a ransom for our sins that we may be delivered from the curse and the punishment of sin. We do pray that you may help us to learn how to pray. Create in us a heart of prayer. Give us that grace that we need, Lord, to persevere in prayer. But when our prayers are not answered, help us, Lord Jesus, to receive a word from you about why our prayers are not being answered. If it is because of what we can do, please give us the grace to do something about it. To repent and to make things right with you to examine our hearts and to examine our motives and line them up with the word of God. We thank you, Jesus, for your word today. And may your love, your grace, your mercy be more than sufficient for each and every one of us throughout the course of this week. Because we pray and ask in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone in the house said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.